Husk is in the house. So tell me, Husk, it's Huck. Okay, so let me tell you a story about Husk and Huck. I work at the school and I uh, work with behaviorally challenged children. And one of the little boys I work with, his name is Husk. Husk. And then you're Huck. And I get them confused and my son gets on me and I'm like, oh, I'm forever going to get those messed up. I said, I will call her Husk because I called him Huck the other day and he corrected <laughs> me. And I'm like, it's okay. it's okay. Imagine having two of those in your life. Imagine having a Husk and a Huck both in your Man, life. That'd be hard. Have, I mean, like, having one of me is like 17 personalities. So I can't hey, even imagine. So how did, how did we come up with Huck? Is that your God-given name? I wish that's cool, isn't it? It'd be cool. No, my grandmother um, has called me Huckleberry or Huck. She called me Huckleberry or Huckle um, when I was little because I I had this sensory issue where I didn't like to wear. Um, at first, it was clothes. I couldn't wear clothes because they just felt I don't know weird to me. And so they I went through therapy and all this stuff, and then it was socks. The lining of the socks. I'll show you, like right here. The lining. I couldn't stand it on my feet. So I was always barefoot, complete, always like Huckleberry Finn. And that was like one of the first books that I ever read. I was so stubborn. It was on the shelf and it had the illustrations on the front and I wanted to read that book. And so I refused, even at school, I refused to read anything else until I knew all the big words and what they meant in that book. So that was the first book that I ever read. And she just said that I was mischievous, like Huckle, like Huckleberry. So she always called me Huckle. And then it just kind of went to Huck when I got older. And it's just family that's, nickname. That's perfect. I love it. It's a really cool nickname. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, I thought you were a boy. I'm like, nope, I'm a chick. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, um, on the way from Kentucky up here to where I'm at now, um, one of the ways that I go, we go through Hannibal, Missouri. That's what it's called. And that is the birthplace of Mark Twain or Samuel Clemens. And they have a gas station there called Huck's. There are Huck's gas stations popping up everywhere. Look, are there one? Yes, here in That's the only one I've ever seen is Huck's. And it's because, you know, Huckleberry Finn. So that's where it started. So that's cool. Well, I I saw one and it started out, it was uh, on the outside of Shelbyville. um, And I took a picture and was like standing like this with it saying Huck's above and so then like there was like 15 or 20 people that all took went and took pictures when they found a hux they're like i found a hux i found a hux yeah Yeah. well that's the only one that i've ever seen so maybe it didn't start there i just assumed that i was like i don't know but but i have no idea i just assumed it was named hux because of huckleberry finn and it's huge and i maybe it's the same one maybe that's part of the chain or that might be because that's a real tourist town so it might be different but it's real um I'm going to buy it. When I become rich, Elon Musk, I'm going to buy the chain because everything in there has my name on it. Hugs chicken, hugs hot dogs, hugs hot pockets. Exactly. Sweet tea, hugs unsweet tea. Hugs unsweet tea. Hugs, yeah, hugs Tic Tacs. So um, it's already there. It's already ready. It's already ready for you. Why wouldn't you buy that when you're rich? Yeah, exactly. I think richer than Elon Musk is what I heard. God told me I'd be richer than Elon Musk. That's that's stinking filthy rich that's that's yeah but i'm gonna give it all away i got plans god has plans to speak to the world it's going to have to be through my music because music is influential like we didn't have what they consider standard tuning i made a post about this earlier but standard tuning which i in my opinion is not standard tuning because it's complete contradictory to our 
carnal vibration to the earth. It's like a dial tone on a phone. You know, it irritates you. That's a 500 gigahertz. That's not natural to anything here on this earth. And so to get standard, when they started playing in standard, that was 1938. You got people right after immediately Elvis Presley, uh, you know, and, and other artists as him that caused riots, ruckus, uh, people to get riled up and rowdy, you know, in a negative way. Before that, you had Frank Sinatra and, you know, like easy going, good music that made you feel good. It made you want to dance, made you happy. But then, you know, they were starting to do these studies and they started realizing the importance of how the music will sway the masses. You can control a population of people just with a song. Yeah. So when they yeah. found that out, that's when everything started from there beginning to really go awry. And nobody fought back on the fact that the standard tuning, they're saying a standard tuning is completely contradictory to everything that we are. So, so what is what is standard tuning right now? And what did well, it used so to be? Standard tuning on a guitar normally would be this top string would be E, then you'd have A, and then you'd have D, and then this one would be G, B, E. Okay, okay. and that's whenever that's normal guitar. Anybody is that that's current? Guitar. That's current standard tuning. That's current standard tuning. Okay, My, what did it used to be? No, that's it. That that that's they before 1938. There was no standard. That they oh, okay. had set. Everybody okay. just kind of, you know, but I don't oh, know where okay. that came from or who developed it, but God, I spent six hours in a room with a guitar after telling everybody my whole life as I grew up that I would be able to just pick it up one day and play it. And everybody thought I was crazy. And I said, nope, it's not time yet. One day I'm going to pick that thing up and I'm going to be able to play it. Well, I did in about six hours. And the reason why is because God showed me this top string E, second string B. Third string, E, this string, G, B, and E. So that gives there's, you... There's three E's, right? Does so that make sense? Yeah, and it sounds good. It makes you feel good. It's not... But if you do that on a regular guitar, it, it's like... Like it doesn't... It doesn't even sound right until you start picking your fingers down here. But this way, everything is the same. Look, it's F. I don't know if you see. F, F sharp, G, G sharp, A, A sharp, B. B is bad, so you don't give it sharps or scissors. It doesn't get it. So then you go straight to C, C sharp, D, D sharp, E. E is bad. It's evil. It don't get sharps either. It can't run with scissors. So no sharps. Then it starts right back over again. And so all you have to do is hold this. Well, this would be minor, F minor. This would be standard. So you take, I don't know if you can see, take this finger here, bar the chord. Then you'll take this ring finger and put it on the G string on the next fret. So this is F. Then you got F sharp. Then you got G. G sharp. Well, oh, look at that. Doesn't that make more, so much more sense? So every yes. time you play, it never changes. There's no weird way you have to do your fingers here, there, everywhere. Anybody can play. Everybody can play. I tell all the children, they say, all for whatever reason, children, animals, 
they all love me. So I'm, I love the children too. And so they say, Huck, Huck, are you magic? Are you magic? Show us your magic powers. That's what they always say. And I don't ever say anything about nothing. They all, children always ask me what my magic is. And I tell them now, because God said, it's your guitar. It's your weapon, right? This is my weapon. And so God wouldn't, he, he didn't arm me with this weapon until I was fully consciously aware and ready and knew the repercussions of what this thing can do. Right. And so I tell the children, I say, my magic is in the guitar. Anybody can play it. And so they'll, it's a little bitty one, little bitty baby guitar and the children, they'll pick it up, they play with it and they can play it. And, and that's you know, perfect. it's the magic of the guitar. Yeah. It's just easy. Yeah, it, it that's so easy. Yeah. That makes sense. That's so easy. That's really an interesting, uh, I have some guitars here at the house. I'm going to have to try that later. Yes, because I encourage you to, you can use any, you, you can play any praise and worship song, song, you can play any, any song, it doesn't matter, anything, you just find the chords, and then all of a sudden, you're reading music, you know what A sounds like, what G sounds like, because you can memorize it, and it just comes like this, I mean, it, to me, that should be standard, I think, you know, right. you start from there, and then get more complicated, and you can change your tunings to open C, or open B, or whatever you want to, but... It should all start in, in the open E, open E minor. Yeah, that's, I think. that's actually perfect. I love that. So tell me about frequencies. Do you, I've heard, I've never gotten into it. I don't know anything about it really too much. I've heard just little things here and there, pick up tidbits through the air. But um, I heard that uh, like some sound waves and some frequencies are actually healing and yes. some are, and some are damaging to yes. cells and some are healing to cells. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, want to. Uh, I want to know about for, that. Well, so four thirty-two is the best, and I guess that's why thirty-two has always been my number. I'm not real sure, but when we're going back to numbers, but four thirty-two is there, and so then you have seven seventy, or I'm sorry, seven seven seven. Um, anything. Uh, um, let's see. Anything in the five hundreds is not good. Anything that starts out. Uh, like the like a dot like I said the dial tone that's a 500 gigahertz frequency and that irritates the crap out of you I know everybody hates the dial tone so you know it's complete contradictory um there's a bunch of you know them. what was worse than the you know what was worse than the dial tone do you remember when we had those old home phones and you would leave it off the hook and it would go yes yes Okay, and the reason ahead. being is to get your attention. Yeah, to get your attention. And so, you know, there, there's a lot of things. Like any any horror movies that you get, you get that, that, like that, that, move, that uh, sound that makes you feel jittery, suspenseful. That's negative. Complete negative. To how about like uh, the hum of a dryer? Pol how about police sirens? Because oh, that is... yeah, that's out. That's a big negative there, Ghost Rider. That's out. <laughs> Right, yeah. that's, that's it's to horrible. get your attention. Yeah, because if it were the hum of a dryer, you would easily be. You could just. We don't hear our dryer unless you're paying attention to it. You know, mm, right. same as a stove or a refrigerator or anything. All that is a it's a natural hum. It's a electricity. It it will it all wraps all back around. Tesla is right in the middle of it. Three six nine. If you understand the importance of that, Petruvian man, all that stuff. No, I don't know anything about that. You'll you'll have to really educate us. Well, I didn't know. Look, I, there's no way 
I've had zero education to be privy to this knowledge. None. Other than the fact that God gave me the knowledge. Right. I literally, it just comes in a series of downloads and awakening. It's been a process, like peeling back layers, like an onion, you know, and um, you, you start just understanding things. I don't know. You just be, this life is all about paying attention to uh, synchronicities, realizing and acknowledging the fact that there are really no such thing as coincidences. Have you ever wrote a song that you can't play? <laughs> Happens all the time. Hey, can you hear hey. me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, this is Huck Part Two. I uh, I can't play any of the songs I write because I'm a terrible guitar player. Practice and practice never get any better. I took the hat off. I hope you don't mind. It was sometimes it gives me a headache after all day. No, so. gives me pimples. A hat always gives me pimples on my forehead. Does it? I, I've never really had an issue with with pimples, so I don't have those. But it gives me a. I didn't until I hit thirty, and then something happened. Like everything changed for me. That's My weird. whole body went through this whole like different. I don't know. You know, you you know your body and stuff. Like mm -hmm. I just felt different. I don't know. How Maybe to it's it. just hor hormones or something. Okay. Yeah, lighter. I didn't feel so heavy anymore. And 33 huh. has probably been the best year of my life. Just like Jesus. Jesus said 33 was the best year of his life, which was also the last year of his life, unfortunately. However, right. still his best. And and I get that. 33 has been was, good to me. I mean, it was best for us. I don't know if it was best for him, but it was definitely best for us. Well, yeah. But well, if you go back and you read the <laughs> Well, it was also best for him, too, because he got to leave. He got to be finished. Right? He was done. He finished on up. The fun part. So, yeah, one of the fun part. So now, one of the fun part with Huck, play us a song. Oh, you want me to play? Oh, okay. I don't care. Well, let's see here. You pick. All right. Dealer, I got one. Dealer's choice. Okay. This one is uh, an interesting perspective. Uh, I've never heard a song about it. Now, it doesn't actually say uh, anything about being in jail or anything, but it lets you come to your own conclusions because I never really heard a song about a chick being in jail. Um, and so I just thought, wow, okay. From my perspective, uh, that I wanted to write something that, um, showed who I was as a person, kind of how I thought. And, uh, it, it makes reference to a payphone. Well, the only place you can get a payphone now is in jail. And so that's the insinuation there. Um, but it's called misunderstood. So I just finished this one up um, a couple weeks ago. So. I'll play it for you. Let's see. Can you hear me okay? In the guitar? Well, I've called you today, but I didn't have any way to pay for it. But when talk is cheap, you won't hear me say I'm sorry for what I did or call and collect. But I, I can totally see why you'd reach it. You call from me. Ain't no excuses or reasons or just 
We all make mistakes, but at the end of the day, well, we pay, oh, we pay for it. It weighs heavily, drops me down to my knees. Choice that I regret, but I just couldn't be the one loses everything. So I make no excuses or reasons or justifications. Gosh, you are phenomenal songwriter and singer. You are phenomenal. And I know that you're going straight up. You're going great places. And I know so. And I, you know, the purpose, one of the purposes of this podcast has nothing to do with me. I could not be here at all is to connect. I want to create a network among like indie artists and Christian indie artists and people that yeah. are doing things, singers, songwriters, musicians, artists, uh, chefs, sculptors, hat makers, painters. Yes, because it's all together. It all comes it's together. All comes together for, you know, just and I just want to create this network and it's already working. People are already connecting. And I'm so excited when people start watching and seeing other people and connecting and clicking people's links down in the description and like, yeah. Hey, I'm looking yeah, for a female like, singer. Hey, need how about that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we need people to help with album art. Like I can't draw stick people. You know what I mean? So we, we need those people. And I tell everybody, I'm like, you can still be part of the music team and community, even though if you don't play or sing, because here's the thing. Like me and so many other people like me, songwriters, musicians, we'll get with this thing in a room and lose track of time. It'll be six, eight hours. We've not eaten anything. We've not drank anything. We've not got, you know, so we need people to come and say, hey, 
you want to eat or here's some food or, you know, whatever. It's not like we need keepers, but we, we need keepers. You know what I mean? We, we lose <laughs> track of time. Time doesn't exist yeah. in the music world, really. Well, and I, it's, yeah. And I'm looking for, I'm right now trying to develop a logo for the show and I can help you. looking, looking for artists. Yeah. I, can I have you. some, can you, I have some beautiful ideas. Um, you need so a jingle yeah. too. We could write you a theme song. I could do that. I, got I did that for my do... friend's podcast. Did you? Maybe you... on season two. Okay. I'll take you up on that for season two. This is your baby. You know what I mean? This is something God's right. laid on your heart. This is your project. You have to yes. see it through. You have basic instructions on what God wants you to do. So you have to follow yeah. that outline. Because if you don't, you're going to be reprimanded by God. Nobody wants right. that. Okay. So let's talk about, I want you to sing us another song um let's what what other one are you going to sing introduce it tell us tell us how you wrote it and then and then hmm. sing us another one well so here's one it's musical memories i have only played this one a couple times out <clears throat> um let me see uh, i don't have my hang on just a second let me grab something here real quick oh never mind okay I've got the chords. I know it. It's called Musical Memories. And um, this was uh, probably a year and a half ago. I got a download that was kind of talking to me about um, the importance of music and how if someone has Alzheimer's or dementia and they don't even know who their mom, dad, brother, cousin, uncle is, they can still sit down and either play you or sing you the song that their grandmother taught them at three years old and then can skip forward 50 years later and sing or play you <clears throat> the same song that they sang at that same grandparents funeral so it's like music you never forget that's scientific that's proven so you don't even know who people are but you know music and so I was just thinking and I just thought if I could write myself a song to tell me something that I would never forget, what would it be? That's perfect. Yeah, so it's called Musical Memories. Okay. Let's see. Without those wrongs, there wouldn't be no songs 
on musical memories made. song smith what do you see in your upcoming year what would you like to happen what are some of your goals and your dreams my main goal is you know i struggled with this trying to figure out the differences between a musician an artist and a songwriter and all this stuff i mean there's so many different categories and i can wear so many different hats but essentially at the end of the day what i'd like to have happen is god and holy spirit they give me all my songs. I'm not that smart, man. I'm really not that smart. That's why I tell everybody. I'm like, I'm not that smart. And nobody could come up with this on their own. And I've got witnesses and references that will tell you that three years ago, I played nothing and only sang karaoke songs, covers. So, <clears throat> you know, Holy Spirit gives me all my songs. I know they're there for a reason. I know some of them are for me, but a lot of them are not for me. Um, and so what I would like to do is come out with my own career. Um, my goal for next year is to make uh, country music's uh, artists to watch for 2024. I would like to be on that list um, by the end of next year. So somebody to watch a you know, new rising upcoming star. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and I would like to have, you know, my own career first to develop and build my platform because it's not about fame or money for me. I don't give a crap about any of that stuff. I can get that anywhere. I can go do whatever I want to. It's about gaining and building the platform so that the things that God has given me to say, people will actually put value and faith in and listen. So I have to make sure I'm on my, you know, P's and Q's and on my points so that I don't tell anyone something out of a perception instead of a fact. And so right. God's in that season with me of, you know, trying to figure out and separate opinion versus what is true fact. And so, right. um, you know, I, I'm hoping to have my career uh, pave the way for other people who were just like me, who came from small little crap towns with nowhere to play. And everybody told them that that was what I'm doing is impossible. The word impossible itself is such a conundrum because it says I'm possible. That's right. 
So don't tell me anything's impossible because that just means it's possible. I have done many impossible things that people say would never happen, you know, and, and there's still naysayers and things, but there's a lot of things I'm going to do. I already know I've seen it in my mind, visions of it, but I want to use my career to part the waters, pave the way for people like me. And then I want to turn around and shelf my artistry career so that I can be a producer and a songwriter and help other people. If you want to sing, I will help you. But I'm going to be honest. If you don't got it, I'm going to say your mama lied to you. You don't got it. We need to find something else. You know, so people have to be okay with me uh, being able and give me the free space to tell the truth in love and not condemnation because we are not here to condemn the world. We are simply here to love it. The New Testament Jesus, you know, God gives us one commandment, and that is go forth in love. And so sure. everything you do, you have to keep that little piece of, you know, humbleness. Like, I'll I'll come to you. I'll wash your feet. I don't care. You know, I, I came from dirt. I came from not a whole lot of nothing. Like, if I wanted something, my grandmother budgeted that stuff in for the ne next few months, you know, or would have to sneak and slip it in through my papaw. Like, they sat down at the table and would write out their bills and stuff. So, like, but she would make it happen. And so she... You just have to make things happen. So my goal is to make the artist to watch 2024 list and to have at least one song that that finally hits. Um, it takes money to do that. So it's it's yeah. it's stuck in this rut right now of <clears throat> making enough money to save enough money to still be able to support myself and save the money and then get the music equipment and buy the strings. And so it's a lot. I need sponsors. I need uh, people who believe in my talent and you know, I'm trying to make an offer, gather up an offer that people can't refuse. A musical right. bartership, if you will. You know, I'll, I'll do this for you if you do this for me. I've got a, a jingle for L8. I'm hoping they'll pick up. Um, it's going to help them a whole lot more than it does me. Basically, it's just going to say, L8 loves me, guys. They're sponsoring me. But I wrote them a jingle, um, which will help them in their returnable bottle sales. Um, because teenagers, like they brought back those returnable bottles of L8, you know, here in Kentucky. But teenagers they don't freaking know that you're, you can return those things for 30 cents and get gas like that's how right. i drove around the proven cruising circle when i was 16 was because i'd take you know 100 freaking l8 bottles in and and trade them in for gas so they're just throwing them away and so there's i didn't know they had i didn't know they had brought back the returnable bottles I love those long neck bottles yeah. and up here in Northeast Iowa, I can't get L8 and I, it's one of the things I hate most about being in the Midwest and being away from Kentucky yeah. is I want L8 so bad. Uh, well, Coca-Cola just bought them. Well, Coca-Cola Coca bought them uh, two years ago. And so they're actually doing their very best that. to uh, distribute it. Yeah. They're trying to get it out. So now you can find L8 in parts of Tennessee um and you know the circular parts ohio sometimes west virginia so still not there. up here but i will tell you this i went to cracker barrel in des moines which is about three hours from me it's a long mm -hmm. haul but i met yeah. a friend down there and we walked in and we were standing there at the hostess station and my son elbowed me he said look and you know they have that cooler full of different sodas full of ice and there was alien in there and i was like oh <laughs> that's why because coca-cola is pushing it so i'm telling so them i'm like look i'm not famous yet but i will be famous pretty soon and you need to pick up this jingle because i wrote it specifically for you i don't want no money i don't want no nothing i just need to be able to put sponsored by l8 on my stuff
And then, I didn't know Coke had bought them, which I love Coca-Cola. So I'm mm-hmm. a big Coke person. I'm a Coke over. I don't do Pepsi. We're Coke people, but um, that's awesome. And so I am excited. I am excited to hear your jingle for Ale Late and to watch you be a rising star, which I believe will happen. I believe you are a rising star. I hope so. I, I want to do, te- I want to get like a podcast or a television show. I keep saying, I'm like, only the weird, crazy stuff happens to me. If I had cameras following me around every day, like I could keep people so entertained. I have yeah. people message me and they're like, Huck, I just saw your live. I've been watching you for 45 minutes and I haven't even moved or got up. Like you're so entertaining and <laughs> So, like, I want to have a, a podcast where I get to cook with Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Like, I want right. all the things. And so, the, the whole I wanted to is- cook on mine. I was wishing that people, but I'm so far away from everybody. But if you yeah. were close enough, I'd have you over. We'd be making some peanut butter, no bake cookies or something in the kitchen. Yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> to the, yeah, I love to eat, man. Can you yeah. imagine having Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg in your kitchen? That would be so much fun. Yeah, Ma- I wrote a song. So much Martha, fun. Martha, Martha Stewart. But I can't find anything that rhymes with Stewart yet, so I'm still working on it. <laughs> Stewart, I'm not good at rhyming. It's hard one. It's like That's orange. That was a challenge. Everybody said, oh, what, what rhymes with orange? And everybody's like, I sat there for a minute. I said, porridge. Porridge. And the, orange. the instructor can see that. Yeah. And the instructor goes, I've been teaching this class for 25 years and I've asked the same question and there's never been anyone that could give me an answer except until now. And I said, well, right. I'm a songwriter. So, all right. Use the word newer for Stuart. Newer Stuart. Yeah. Like uh, newer. Stuart. Newer Stuart. My work. That's Stewart. They're very good. Well, look, there's always something. Taylor Swift taught me that you can cram as many words as you want to in one sentence, as long as you syllabate it right. Or Do you know, you can make something wrong. well, you can just make up words. You know who I learned that from? Some people call me the space cowboy. Some call me the gangster of love. Some people call me Maurice because I speak of the pompous of love. Now, my whole life, your whole life, we were all too embarrassed to admit that we didn't know what pompous meant. I thought, yes. well, I'm dumb. I don't want anybody to think I'm dumb. Yes. And so I'm just going to pretend like I'm just going to sing it. The pompous of love turns out it's not an actual word. And the person that wrote the song just made it up. But everybody was too embarrassed to because we wanted, didn't want people to think we were their friends to think we were dumb. We were too embarrassed. And so we just went on singing it. Nobody questioned it. And here, 50 years later, people are still questioning. Most people don't know that pompous is just a made up word. <laughs> well, listen, Shakespeare, Shakespeare <laughs> created 50% of the English language. And so once I found that out, like the name Jessica, for example, we would never have the name Jessica had it not been created by Shakespeare, who was there completely uneducated. And it's com- it's very debatable on whether uh, he actually was the person who wrote all those sonnets and things because he didn't have the education. He couldn't read or write or anything. So, but I'm telling you, God can do anything, but that's, right. I found that out, that's when the Huxionary was developed. Huxionary. I love that. Also, you know what, to, uh, just the p- most prime example of, if you can't find something that rhymes, you make something rhyme is, um, Dr. Seuss. Like a juju eyeball. It's you know, Dr. Seuss. Heck it's a he juju just, eyeball. And what's a juju eyeball? Yeah, what the heck is it? She's got juju eyeball. She's got uh, what is juju. the what is a juju eyeball? Like bad juju. Nobody knows what bad, that is. It's bad juju. Yeah, maybe. But Doctor Juju eyeball made, is good. You know, like your third eye. So you just know? make up stuff. 
That's yeah, fine. And we it's called, uh, don't tell anybody. Desperosity. That sounds like an actual word. See, just don't I, tell anybody. I wrote anybody. it down. It's in the Huxionary. I'll get you a copy and tomorrow. We, we won't know. <laughs> right. If you make it's it a up, don't tell anybody. It's, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's a, a it's noun. A, you said, she said it's, it's, it's not a noun. noun. It's not a noun. I'm sorry. Desperosity <laughs> is um, an adjective. Or adjective. An adjective. It's a describing word of a state. Desper. I wrote it down. It's I'm, like, in a, um, I'm in a state of desperosity right now. Someone who expects <laughs> uh, something to be given or handed to them without actually putting forth the work or effort to receive it. It's a state okay. of desperosity. Well, hey, thank you. Thank you so much for being on. And we are so excited to. Um, Thanks for having me. You. And we're excited to see you be a rising star. Yeah. Right, right. And we'll have you, you'd like to be a reoccurring guest or a celebrity co-host. Or yeah. We're not done. We are not done. Ashes 613 is not done with Huck Songsmith. Right. I'm here. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And we look forward to seeing you as a rising star. And we will see you back again here. We're going to have you on again. And maybe have Jeremiah even play the harmonica. Yeah, who, yeah, who knows? I got right. Exactly. Well, Huck, hey, Huck and Friends. That's what it'll be. Okay. There you go. That's right. Okay. Have a great night and uh, God bless. All right. See you later. Bye. Okay. Bye. This life is wrong. Some crazy things of me. Decided to get sober at 23. I've been the addict, so I know how it is. It's been 10 years now. I've lost so many friends, so I sing this song and on their memory. Sometimes I'll run just to know that I can. Probably don't need medicine for my short attention span. Sometimes I'll